Mira la izquierda. Mira la derecha. ¿Qué ves? ¿Dónde estás? In a world that seems to change daily, what will you do next? Welcome to the Next Steps Show with Peter Vesquez and co-host Aisha Kreutz. A starting point for discussion y un poco de dirección. Bienvenidos y welcome al show Next Steps. Un show con una misión para educar, unir y hacer sinergia. It's me, Peter Vesquez, and my own girl, Aisha Kreitz. Hi, Aisha. Hi. Hello, everybody out there. Uh, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a show where we're talking about faith, politics, entrepreneurship. Oh, that makes America great. That's right. Amen. And anyone who doubts America is great, just remember, you can always leave. Amen to that. I think Amtrak has a train, a black train, <laughs> that has straight to where they need to go. Anywho, we have some great, great guests today. Well, wouldn't you agree? I do. These guys are dynamic. They are witty. They are funny. They're also in the great state of North Carolina. Our guest today is Raheem and... and well... And part of Frederick Douglass Foundation. Of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> are. They surely are. So our guests are Raheem and his twin brother, Adul, right? That uh, Adul Ali and Raheem Soto, they're identical twin brothers, originally from Brooklyn, New York. They were born to teen moms, to a teen mom with a drug problem. Adul and Raheem were placed in the state CPS system. Uh, growing up in foster homes, yep, um, group homes around the state. Uh, Adul and Rahim were they eventually were separated for years, um, but later re reunited um, at the Leslie School for Boys in Albany, New York. So again, they haven't always been in North Carolina. Uh, eventually, they moved to Long Island, uh, where a Adul went on to serve uh, in the military, and Rahim signed a major record deal. You should ask him about that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and thank you, Adul, for your service, by the way. But when Adul returned, yeah. the twins began to study and, 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 and investigate their beliefs about race, religion, and politics. Now, that's an interesting self-study that one does, right? This was a 10-year study that became the catalyst for a study group with hundreds of people around the United States of America. Adul and Rahim shared what they discovered later, uh, uh, they discovered and later at the urging of the study group, the urban conservative was born. What else do we got? On that? Uh, Adul, he currently serves as the chairman of the Cabarrus County GOP and North Carolina Black Conservatives uh, Voices, as well as being the political director for Frederick Douglass Foundation of New York. And then Rahim is currently serving his third turn, term on the South uh, Hampton Town GOP Executive Committee and his third term um, as county uh, as county committeeman. So, again, you're going to hear a little bit about, you know, this radical, maybe not radical shift, but I think so, uh, and how they were able to uh, come about. I think you guys are on there. Uh, right now, yeah? They are on. Bienvenido, Rahim. Bienvenido, Adul. Welcome to our Bienvenido. show, Next Steps. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Really appreciate it. Oh, man. It's our, it's, it's, it's our privilege and our honor to have you guys on. 
And listeners, you'll you'll see why. I said earlier, these guys are dynamic. They've changed. Uh, they've changed the world, I would say, in they many changed, ways. They definitely changed their world. They, they, they set a model um, that we can follow uh, that would actually uh, introduce, especially in, in black and brown America, um, the realities of life, like, you know, conservatism, <laughs> like uh, yeah, about entrepreneurship. Hey, guys. I have a question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a, uh, a quote. I want to see if you guys know who said it. The quote is, you can't separate peace from freedom because no one can be at peace unless he has freedom. I'm going to go with Frederick Douglass. Oh, close. You think, right? No, not close. <laughs> yeah, not even, not even, <laughs> not even of the same cloth. Uh, well, you know. We're both freedom fighters. What was that, Malcolm X? That is Malcolm X. Yeah. Right. Now, it's interesting that you said Frederick Douglass. Why did you say Frederick Douglass? I'm curious. Well, well in relation to what Frederick Douglass meant to mm-hmm. me and, and our awakening and how we came to everything, uh, and I'll tell you why really I said it is because uh, when Raheem and I kind of embarked on this study, um, it was because a friend of mine was sitting at a table, a city council friend was sitting at a table and said, Dual, you're a Republican, and I kind of looked at him like, you, you you realize what you just said to me? Like, right? what are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I remember calling Raheem later that night, and he's like, yo, dude, this dude said I'm a conservative Republican. And when we, the first thing that popped up when we looked up the Republican Party was Frederick Douglass. And we went down that rabbit hole like, wait, 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 wait. Frederick Douglass was a, a conservative, was a Republican. So uh, that's why I went there is because that was kind of like our first catalyst into jumping into what do you mean he was black and a Republican? What? Right. And, yeah, and, it- and one other thing I'll just add, right, and I and thank you guys for, for that beautiful intro. So LaSalle School for Boys um, is very important to us up in Albany, New York, and we like upstate New York holds a very special place in our heart. Um, you know, that whole area, Rochester, okay. Buffalo, Schenectady, Detroit, the whole upstate region. And we appreciate what you guys do. Um, you guys are up there working hard. Aisha, we salute you for your work and what you've been able to accomplish in New York. It's been, you know, it's been inspirational because I pay attention to everybody that's involved. So I just had to say that at the outset to, to thank you guys. Um, you do, Peter, and, and your beautiful family for what you guys are doing and, and, you know, trying to get accomplished up there. So I had to say that. I, I appreciate that. You know, we, we, uh, we, I started off with that quote because we're going to kind of talk politics today. Um, and, and, you know, one of the things that gets me is that we get confused sometimes, I believe, especially as blacks and Hispanics, um, over, over what does it mean to be a particular political party or... Or we favor a particular party based on what I call false information or misleading information. And I think quotes like that uh, lends to kind of the education part of what we're doing and, and convincing people, or at least helping them understand that even someone like Malcolm X, that was the complete opposite of Frederick Douglass, um, uh, understood uh, you know, a lot of the, the, the what we, what well, we call that, it Frederick Douglass Foundation, modern-day slavery. And right? we're going to play a clip here in a few minutes, um, uh, and we're going to talk that, about yeah, that political was, football. Yeah. I mean, because I don't know. I mean, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I mean, they were very different, but I think the fight was the same, right, about freedom, not only just freedom physically, but freedom of your mind and how... 
and what that means, right, uh, to us as human beings and, and what we, you know, again, what we are, are called to do. Like, how do you do that? How do you free your mind even in the midst of slavery, right? I mean, Frederick Douglass had to do that first before he was able to go on. And so I think it starts with understanding what that means yeah. to be free yeah. versus uh Listen, we, we were talking to someone recently, um, you know, my wife, Christine, she's running for, for a family court judge here in Monroe County. And, and, and we were all campaigning and we ran into an individual that she's kind of the key holder to some of the, the low income high rises. And when we told her she was Republican, she immediately said, oh, nope, no Republicans in these buildings ever. And I'm like, OK, but you do know her opponent, although very, very, very progressive, has the conservative line, which he's the only, you know, we got into... Nothing. Just didn't make any sense. I'm like, you do know we got to look at options here. Anyways, talking about political footballs um, and talking politics, back in 2020, we had some riots. Well, some people call them peaceful protests. But, you know, when cars are on fire and we saw this throughout the country, uh, Rahina, do I think you saw some of this in North Carolina as well, where some of our urban centers were. Well, Rahim, you were in New York then, yeah? Yeah, I live in New York. Yeah. I'm in the town of South Yeah, Hampton. he lives I'm in New York. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's I'm still right. here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm New York through and through. Okay, I was going to say, you left me? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but in North Carolina, we've seen it as well. I'm sure Adul's seen it down there when he was there. Oh, I mean, you look at Greensboro, you look at Raleigh, you look at what occurred, uh, like you said, these peaceful protests, uh, you know preaching to the choir here, but uh, no wonder these cities are under Democrat control. Um, and we'll talk more about that, but yeah, to your point, absolutely. Hey, can I, can I want to throw one thing in there really quick, guys? I think one of the things that we've had success with, and, and this is for any of the listeners who may not understand what we're saying about being a Republican, what we've been able to do is get people to start from scratch. Yes. Don't don't take a negative or positive view of either side of the political spectrum. Yep. Start in the middle. Yep. And then what you do is you make a list of your own values. What do you value? What do you believe? And then you go to the platform for each party. So where we've seen success is separating the emotion Correct. and all of the rhetoric from making that decision because this is the decision. Your political uh, affiliation, your political disposition is going to affect how you view your citizenship, how you exercise your citizenship, and exercise the power that we, the people, have. And, and if, you have, if you haven't done that, you end up just picking sides based on whose space you like, who had a better commercial, Correct. who had, you know. And those things aren't good criteria for us to put people in charge of our economics and in charge of our uh, lawmaking and in charge of our, our, you know, our board, school boards, and our family court judges. So that that's you know I wanted to throw that on the table because I, it's something that we've it's had a lot important. of success yeah, with helping people so. come to that understanding. Don't tell them they're a Republican. Just say, "Hey, what do you believe in?" Right. Oh, you believe in this? Oh, you know, you, you know which side believes in that, right? And then you know, we, it, it becomes a conversation. You know. Yeah, it does. Hey, so so you know, and 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 I'm glad you bring that up because I, this kind of leads into this one decision that was made recently. So, you know, in these riots that became very Republican Democrat all over the country, um, you know, some local some local groups, um, uh, social justice protesters, ra- well, racial and, and social justice protesters here in Rochester filed a lawsuit against the city of Rochester. Uh, some payouts have been made, but recently, uh, this past Thursday, actually, uh, a federal judge. Uh, uh, 
he basically said to the uh, uh, to those that brought the, to the plaintiff, he said to them, well, here, I'll read what he said. Uh, the, the, the judge, he, they urged the attorneys from both sides to resolve the more than two dozen cases between them in mediation. And this is what he said. He or continues to say, saying doing so presents a great opportunity to move forward. What, what, what do you guys think about that? So basically, he told them that he didn't want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go to trial. We're not going to issue. Right, and that he wants them to mediate between, you know, he wants the attorneys to mediate between the plaintiff and the defendants, the defendants being the rioters who got pepper balled and all of that, and so, saying, how do we move forward from this, and telling them to figure that out. So that's what he was kind of asking, right? right. And his statement basically saying, listen, this is a great opportunity to deal with these racial issues um, in the midst of dealing with your court cases and take the politics out of it. You guys still there? Anyone, but I'll say it this way. If, if I were a sheriff or I were a police chief in Greenboro or in Raleigh, the minute you picked up a bottle, to throw out a window, you catching a rubber bullet. I would be the Oprah Winfrey of rubber bullets. You get a rubber bullet. You get a rubber bullet. Yeah. You're not. We we have a job. The government is very limited, and one of the things it's supposed to do is protect persons and property. So this idea that because you're mad about some political disposition or this idea that you've been paid to go somewhere and 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 you know advocate air finger quote is what they're all calling this is they were out to play advocacy no man yo you need to throw the book at these people the entire book the whole book nothing but the book throw the book at them all day long no no i was gonna say like with that whole you know again the idea i mean i i do like that the federal judge threw it back to local Right. And said, you guys yeah, handle like that, that local. I, I, yeah, I think this is a great decision. Right? I mean, I think that is a great decision by the judge. At the same time, you know, what concerns me about here locally is that kind of what you were saying. Right. I mean, these are protesters who are burning stuff. And yes, you were pepper balled. I, I get it. Uh, but if you were shot, they would have got mad that they got shot by the police. If they were thrown down by the police and handcuffed, they would have been mad that they were thrown down and handcuffed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, again, these type of themes, the flash grenade, you know, the flash uh, bang grenades, the pepper balls, these different things, right? Um, sandbags, right? Shooting them with you know, all these different things like. Now in Rochester, I don't know if you guys realize this, but they can't even do those things anymore. I mean, that should be that should settle it right there. I think they need congressional approval now. (laughs) Right. I mean, how are the police a supposed to do their job? But these guys are asking for money because they've gone through emotional trauma for rioting. That's I mean, guys, you know, I I think there's an issue with I think there's an issue. uh, And there's no really nice way to say this, but we have a generation of people who aren't, who haven't been raised properly, right, to, to simplify it. They haven't been raised properly. Their disposition towards government, their disposition towards the country they live in, and we've been in this position. We've, we've noticed how through entertainment, through the media, mm-hmm. through uh, the mm-hmm. education system, generations of children have been educated and influenced by leftists. They have absolutely 
infiltrated the education system. They have absolutely became the teachers, the educators, and the policymakers, and the entertainers. And the, so, so what we're seeing, the reason that, that you can have this many cases and this many greedy lawyers bringing a frivolous suit to a federal level, Come on. It's frivolous. It You're is. emotionally damaged from committing a crime. Huh? Right. And what about the what about the business owners? They're emotionally traumatized. You yeah, know, like most if the business owners here capitulated to the whole thing. Right. Like if the so business owners, can they turn around that. and sue these guys if they win uh, some sort of a suit from the state or uh, from the city that because yeah. they've been traumatized? I don't think without <laughs> repercussion. Hey, you know, what's really sad about this? Is that there's at least one sitting uh, 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 a member of the of the county legislature yeah. and one senior level city employee that's part of these lawsuits and got settled and, and right and well one of them's still being settled but one of them yes. yeah one of them settled the, one of the biggest settlements is still which is for the city employee right but I mean but how do you how do you in reality, right? So again, this is where I think that it, be, it has become dangerous, and I do think that in the end, we the people, right? All of us that are normal, sane people are going to be failed by what is happening here. Even though I like the decision that the judge made, in the end, if you gave a settlement to Rachel Barnhart, um, then how do you not then turn around and give a settlement to all of these other protesters. You're going to say that uh, not only that the city employee gets a settlement, but the white city employee gets a settlement. And now all of these, right? Again, it's going to further divide. It's like all the black protesters are going to be like, oh, see, white privilege. Oh, the, this, the that, thing the is, other thing. Th- that individual is like probably one of the biggest catalysts that's oh, causing that, all that to happen. Right. But anyways... Hey, a couple shows ago, I think on our very first show, I had asked a question that was never answered. And I actually apologize to our listeners for not asking that. Bob, do you remember the question? No, actually I don't. I had asked asked how many countries, and and, and Rahim Adul, if you know the answer, please share, about how many countries in our wonderful planet has Hispanics or blacks or Asians well, Hispanics. Yeah, I'm Hispanics. The question was Hispanics. Anyone know? I, I, I remember my, I think my response was all of them, right? Right, and we said no. Adul Rahim, do you guys know? How many uh, countries on the planet have blacks uh, and Hispanics? Oh, yeah. Hispanics. Well, the I question was Hispanics. Not blacks, just Hispanics. Or I'd probably Hispanics. say, oh, or Latin percent of them, 60, 65% of them do. Are we making the Latino-Hispanic distinction here, or are we lumping everybody in together is the question. Well, just Hispanics is what the question was. Just, you know, here we have Hispanics. Okay. So the answer I, is? I'm, I'm going to go, I'll probably go all of them. <laughs> all of them as well. So, nope. so the That's answer. I'm going to about, say about 60, 65% of the countries on the planet have what we're going to call Hispanics. And the reason and Rob, Rob, that, that's generous, bro. I, I, I'm probably 75%. I, if I, okay. you had to make me put a death, Peter I and think, his trick I, questions. You know, do Guys. I think there's any Hispanics floating around in, in like some little island nation? <laughs> like, no, I don't, know. So, no, I don't so, think there's one. So check it out. Yeah. The, the, the answer. 
Melanese and Islands, Melanese and Papua New over there might not be a couple over here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then again, there might be a bodega there. There might be the, a bodega the, there. You, you know what? There's, there's definitely bodegas, but there's only one country that has Hispanics, and that's the United States of America. Everywhere else huh? they are. Well, just think. A Hispanic cruising or hanging out in Mexico is probably a Mexican, and that's how they classify themselves. If you're in uh, in Spain, you don't say you're Hispanic, you're a Spaniard. Point is, in America, it's the only country that has segregated us, even though we talk about and against segregation, uh, into, these, uh, into these different groups. You don't see Hispanics in Cuba. You know what? You don't even see Hispanics in Puerto Rico. You see Puerto Ricans. Fair point, yeah, right? That's what I said. Peter and his trick question. And it's true. Same no, no, thing no, no, with African-American. That's not a trick. No, but that's no, not a trick. No, 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 no. It's, it's a great question. Correct. He's technically correct. But then if that's the case, we have to, and this is part of the study that we did, right? So that's a different question. Like, it's the same question, but it's kind of a different question. So then technically, nobody has Hispanic. Correct. <laughs> technically, correct. no one anywhere has black. Correct. No, correct. You can't have black. That's impossible. Right. Correct. Because in America, we have Americans. Impossible. Right. In so, America, so we have to, Americans. To add on to that, uh, to add on to that uh, have either of you guys ever heard of the CDC Appendix E before? I have. Um, I've probably looked at it in doing research, but which, which one is it? Okay. So what we found is there's something called the Race Code Appendix E that is still currently in use. And what this is for the United States it is the classification of all the air finger quote races of people that you have. You'll find that white, black, brown, red, mulatto, octo- uh, what do you call that? O- Octoroon. Uh, mm. th- th- there's it, it, there's so many classifications of people, um, and what you'll see is a lot of them are adjectives. Very few of them are proper nouns. Uh, these are things people came up with because a, pe- a person. Remember in school we learned a person, a noun is a person, place, or thing. Right. So black is adjective. A black is not a person, a place, or a thing. Where's black? Where's Hispanic at? Where, where's that place exactly. called Hispanic? So, uh, but, but if you, one of the things we stumbled upon in looking at this, because we had the, now we have a list of, of, of things we have to go look up. An octoroon is a concept of this person's parent was this many people to that. So they classify, these are things that came up during, um, Jim Crow and, and, you know, an era and time in the, in the world, really. Um, one other thing that kind of leads us to talk about this when my brother mentioned getting rid of the, 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 the emotional connection to history and to these race issues and finding out where you are in relation to those things. When we looked this up, what we found out was people were trying to refine whether we agree with their opinion of black people or white people, um, whether we think, um, you know, Margaret Sanger and all of these things they were doing was correct. They were a scientific attempt in some cases to get down to certain truths. And phrenology, for example, certain sciences help disprove that black people and white people and, and so-called Hispanics and Latin people have predispositions right. to be um, less cognitively capable. So these races and understanding that these things are just concepts that people try to apply to us, yep. and then we buy into it. Guys, we tell people so much, and, and on our show, it's about getting people to just be an American. Let's stop with everything else. Let's just be an American and deal with our Constitution. 
Let's deal with the laws. Let's deal with the economic system we have. You know what I mean? Like, let's deal yep. with the facts on the table and not how we feel about it. And Absolutely. I think that, that yeah, and, and that goes, I mean, actually, the clip that we're going to play, actually, this will lead kind of pretty right. r- pretty much kind of into it, right? Is like to helping people understand the type of games that are played to keep people, right, controlled and different things like that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so, guys, we're going to go to break here. When we get back from break, we're going to talk a little bit, or Aisha's going to talk a little bit about who Malcolm X was, and then we're going to get right into that uh, uh, that clip. And don't forget, you're listening to Next Steps on WYSL with Peter and Aisha. Two peas in a pod. We'll be right back. Here's a special message for veterans and surviving spouses from Alpine Manor. You may qualify for a special benefit from the VA. After applying for funds received for aid and attendance, your stay at Alpine Manor could be as low as $600 per month. Be sure to call for details. At Alpine Manor, their pride is personalized care for seniors who are not yet ready for a nursing home. There are supervised activities and medications, full laundry and housekeeping services, three dietary-approved home-cooked meals, and a bedtime snack, all provided in immaculate surroundings. Be sure to call for details on this new program for the veteran in your family. Keep the golden years carefree years at Alpine Manor, nestled in the picturesque rolling hills east of 390 in Livingston County, just 20 minutes from Rochester. New York State Health Department license. Call 346-5880. That's 346-5880 for a no-obligation tour or information. Or visit alpinemanor.com. Next to Life itself, time is God's greatest gift. Every minute of your child's precious school years should be spent in devotion to truth, not some agenda. An Archangel School K-12 classic Catholic-based education fosters achievement, not conformity. Affordable, safe, small class sizes, and zero time wasted on CRT or Common Core. Your family values are honored, and parental involvement is warmly welcomed. Archangel School kids learn to soar, not march. 247-1112. Don't be warm in your home. Pick up the phone and call 270-5836. Wise Home Energy has been fixing uncomfortable homes since 2010. Does your AC struggle to cool your home? Then call Wise Home Energy, the experts in fixing uncomfortable homes. Ducted and ductless mini splits are the 21st century answer to heating and cooling your home. So don't be warm in your home. Pick up the phone and call Wise Home Energy at 270-5836 today. Peter Vasquez and Aisha Kreutz, the next step show on the WYSL stations. Right now, I just need you to get real loose. Get comfortable. Grab your loved ones or grab your love partner. And if you're by yourself, no worries. Just follow after me. Yeah. I want to do the two I love this song too. Me too. You know, I played it at work and all my employers are like, Ew, why are you listening to country? I'm like, what do you mean? This ain't just country. This is country sung by a brother. <laughs> Anywho, I love country. I grew up on country, so... So do I. I didn't grow up with it. I didn't yeah. listen to it. But you know what, though? My wife kind of turned me on to it over the years. And I have to admit, 
I love listening to people crying about their breakup song, especially the guys. That's all they're out there. That's not all they are. <laughs> oh, that's right. And that is not true. A lot. I mean, like, these are storytellers. They are storytellers. And the history of country is so amazing. Again, I love old school country, uh, newer stuff I'm not necessarily a huge fan of, but I still listen to it because I grew up on it. But... Um, I will say, oh, there's this uh, Chapel Heart. Has anyone seen? Uh, they were on one of these TV show things that where people get, uh, and I'd never heard of them before. They are amazing. It's a black female country group, huh. and they're called Chapel Heart. They redid You Can Have Them, Jolie, by Dolly Parton. Uh, well, th- that's what they redid it as. They said, you can you can have her. You know, Jolie, you can have my man. It was such a great song. And then so I've been listening to him. But anyway, country's awesome. It so. is. Did Malcolm X listen to country music? I don't know. <laughs> Somehow I'm thinking, not. probably not. I don't. <laughs> Raheem and Adul, welcome back. I'm glad you're still with us. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Do, do you guys think Malcolm X listened to country music? <laughs> Nah, I'm, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with no. no. <laughs> hey, Aisha, why don't you tell us a little bit about who Malcolm X was so it, and why we're going to play this clip. Well, I'll let the, you know, so I'll tell you a little, those, I mean, I, most people probably know who Malcolm X is, but um, for those who, you know, didn't, I, you know, he was a, a civil rights, right, uh, leader in the 60s. Um, he was assassinated. Um, and... He really went through a little bit of a progression um, as far as, you know, his life. You know, he was uh, naughty. I like using the word naughty. I don't know why. You guys all laugh at me all the time. But, you know, he... He was a criminal. He, he was a criminal, and he went through jail. While he was in jail, he... Uh, Nation of Islam, those who don't know, right, which is kind of like the cult version of uh, Muslims in America. And um, in there, he he became part of Nation of Islam. He changed his name a couple of times. Uh, Malcolm X was really his name um, just because he wanted to... Uh, the X is was basically for uh, because blacks and not knowing their heritage and um, to symbolize the stolen gave, African identity, I believe right. is what he yes. said to get rid of the African. Yeah. And um, and then to get rid of the um, uh, slaveholder white name, I think his last name was like little or something like that. But yeah, within that, he yeah. And then, you know, and he kind of morphed. Uh, he became the face of Nation of Islam for a while. Very radical, very hardcore. Um, and then he went to Mecca and he had a little bit of an epiphany and he realized um, that what he saw over there was very different than Nation of Islam. He uh, did become a Sunni Muslim. Um, so again, what he would be today, I think, is very um, up in the air. You know, I always think everyone's going to get saved, and he'd come to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. But within that, um, when he went over there, he he, which is why I believe he was assassinated. He left Nation of Islam. He became more moderate. He started to advocate that the black identity um, was really and, and racism, um, as far, you know, as far as like your skin was really at the heart of our ills and it wasn't like the white race it wasn't white people right that was the problem and and that was a complete shift where he was initially a race uh, i mean he believed yes. in race separatism yes and then now he shifted he after was, his right. mecca experience right. to to saying wait a minute yes our plight is racism not the white individual 
Correct. And, and that that's that to me is a strong statement, especially from someone like right. him, especially from someone. So here in the Next Step show, we believe in educating. We believe in taking next steps, right? We believe in providing guidance on how and to I do that. Him. And I he think was, he was definitely on some sort of a journey. And again, a nation of Islam, just like what Muslim. I mean, like yeah. it was someone in nation of Islam that did assassinate him. And actually, you know, again, he, government. But anyway, he was assassinated it, it, should, at 39. Yeah. And, you know, people should probably, you know, there was a statement, right, where they said, thank goodness. You know, the, the the FBI and them, they had to take out Malcolm X first before Martin Luther King Jr. Because uh, if they left, Malcolm X is the one uh, that everything might have been burned down. But, yeah, but, you know, there's one thing, you know, there's one thing Malcolm did that people don't talk about. And I think it's important to, to highlight it sure. is that he also bridged the gap between Muslims and Christians. Yes. Yeah. And the way he did that. Uh, which influenced me because my brothers are born again Christian and I'm a Muslim. So we're twins and you would think both of us would be the same, you know, come to the same religious understanding. But one thing Malcolm taught us that was important and, and it, it flies under the radar is that our religions have to be looked at as schools of thought and not arguing brothers and sisters. So mm-hmm. that just yeah. changed our whole dynamic to learn his disposition was that these are schools of thought, that we shouldn't be fighting with each other because you believe in Jesus and I believe in Allah when they're, 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 this is all intertwined together. We can't exist without each other. Yeah, de- Malcolm was definitely um, on that, you know, again, and you're going to hear from this, you know, uh, clip, which we're going to play in a minute. You know, again, a lot of things when it came to Malcolm X were about the schools of thought, right, and how and having those thought experiences ex- Experiments, um, which is something that I always did appreciate about him, right? Is like he was able to do that, right? In that educational point of view. But let's play this clip real quick. Um, it's a couple minutes long, but it is very important. So you want to? Yeah, you bet. Uh, uh, Raheem and uh, Adul, you're not going to hear anything here for two minutes, but uh, uh, keep the faith. We'll be right back to you. Good game of power politics here in America. The Negro, namely, the race problem, integration, civil rights issue are all nothing but tools used by the whites who call themselves liberals against another group of whites who call themselves conservatives, either to get into power or to retain power. Among whites here in America, the political teams are no longer divided into Democrats and Republicans. The whites who are now struggling for control of the American political throne are divided into liberal and conservative camps. The white liberals from both parties cross party lines to work together toward the same goal. And white conservatives from both parties do likewise. The white liberal differs from the white conservative only in one way. The liberal is more deceitful, more hypocritical, than the conservative. Both want power, but the white liberal is the one who has perfected the art of posing as the Negro's friend and benefactor. And by winning the friendship and support of the Negro, the white liberal is able to use the Negro as a pawn or a weapon in this political football game that is constantly raging between the white liberals and the white conservatives. The American Negro is nothing but a political football. And the white liberals control this ball through tricks or tokenism, 
false promises of integration and civil rights. In this game of deceiving and using the American Negro, the white liberals have complete cooperation of the Negro civil rights leaders who sell our people out for a few crumbs of token recognition, token gains, token progress. Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, what do you guys think? We'll let them go first. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, um, so, so, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I wanted to get your reaction. Yeah, they, they, didn't hear, they didn't hear the clip, so that's why they can't react. Oh, they did. No. Oh, they did? Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we sent it to them. So, you know, I just wanted to let you know, uh, you know, what, get your reaction and, you know, thoughts on that before. Uh, well, I didn't, we didn't get to hear anything. Oh, you didn't. Okay. I thought. Well, um, we couldn't hear anything. Okay. We text said we couldn't hear anything. So gotcha. So it was um, really, that was my fault. Um, in that clip, um, I mean, to be honest, there's a reason they had to kill Malcolm X. Um you know, Which if you ask me, just give me the give me the quick synopsis. What, um, it was about the, the it's the political football where they were talking about, uh, you know, where he was talking about the the white liberals and white conservatives both um, using the black men as a um, political football. It's a political football. Yes, basically. You well, know, and the only well, difference being I, I the white clip. liberal being, um, th- yeah, you've heard it before, I'm sure. Yeah, the, yeah, the only difference the being and, the white and, liberal being, you know, more deceitful about it. What is an interesting thing that was released, if you if you do a little research in it, and I, I'm no conspiracy theorist, right? I don't consider, you know, we don't consider ourselves conspiracy theorists and we deal with facts. So there was a, a study released, an FBI uh, document that was released called The Relationship Between the Communists and the Negro. It's a PDF that you can download. It's a declassified document, and it details the plan for the Communist Party to infiltrate the black mm-hmm. community and the black power movement. It details it. Yep. it, it it's, a, it's an FBI study. All you have to do is Google it and get the PDF and then take 20 minutes of your time and read it. And then you can line it up with what he's saying, and you can see step by step what their plan was and what's interesting about this. And, and you know, especially that clip when he says this about the, the white liberal, is that we have scholars a lot like Thomas Sowell. We have scholars uh, that, that we were presented with that, like Dr. Uh, uh, John Heinrich Clark and others, that laid out. American history from a disposition that you can look at it and see where the the communist Marxist infiltration of these movements took place. This gives birth to your modern DNC, your modern uh, uh, democratic socialists of America that your Obamas and these guys are bred from. So Malcolm was right on point. Um, I, I mean, we don't yep. always agree with everything our elders say. Like there's points of contention that we may have with them, but right is right. He was correct. Right, and, bottom- and the white liberal is a danger. Yeah, bottom line is, you know, Malcolm understood the game. He understood even so, right, like progressives, liberals, I mean, and and conservatives, right? I mean, in the end, really, they're both useless. But, um, you know, it's just that the liberals have better developed their forked tongue from their serpentine prince of the earth, who is their god and, you know, soul sucker of Satan. That's, you know, really what it comes down to. Liberals have befriended the Negro. Entrap the Negro uh, in the collectivist welfare uh, state and 
conservatives were like, okay, we got you off the plantation. Um, you kind of, which is which is good, right? You know, you kind of kind of fend for yourself now. Um, but we're getting out of the city, <laughs> and let's see what kind of happens. And I think that what people have to really understand, especially you know, uh, people of dark melanin color, is that just like Frederick Douglass said, right? Well, that's always been the challenge. They're like, what are you going to do with the Negro, right? And the answer that he said was nothing. Leave us alone. If we're going to fail, let us fail. If they're not, right? But now you have this world where, kind of like you're saying, right, that there was a plan to continuously to enslave. Mm -hmm. And the left, these progressives and both parties, are in cahoots with each other to do it. And it's pretty obvious when you look at some of the mantra that they have out there. You know, you could see it great, especially when you have the governor who sits there and they, they talk all this race issues and equality. But when you look at their top tier, and this is where you see it, I think, a lot in progressive states. You look at the top tier, there ain't nobody there with a darker pigmentation. And, you know, they'll, they'll give these... Uh, these uh, these crumbs. positions out to yeah crumbs you know you you see them they'll be a director of something or maybe a chief you know of, 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 but never in their own circles and you see that in Cuomo you see it in Hoko all the time when she travels you you even see it in Letitia James the state AG you know she's coming for the Puerto Rican uh, uh, parade no she's coming to walk down we're, we're starting to think that she's got some other plans going on um, politically I, really I would have to assume so you know because oh why would she goodness. be political uh, <laughs> but to come to good old, or little old Rochester New York for a a a, a parade that's probably going to be not even a, a half a mile long. It's just interesting to me. Yeah, that is interesting. I didn't know she was going to be coming. You think? Oh, she's on the list. Does <sighs> she have her own people that are going to walk with her? She's on with uh, with the county executive uh, Bellows. Oh, okay. Uh, That's that even walking, more interesting. Um, Bob, we, we haven't heard from you on any that, of this. And, I, I, and well, to put a, you in a, in a, and this is probably, I mean, we, we, I we do got to realize, right, in a world nice. where we live in, and this is what's, and, and, and Raheem, uh, dude, this is sad. You know, where we've got people of a lighter color, darker color that are literally afraid and paused to, I mean, everybody should think about what they're saying. I'm not saying just, but, but who are literally sitting there afraid to even say the word black. I, I think some white people I know even threw out that crayon because they were like, I can't have this in here. I'm going to look like a racist if I use too much or not enough. Yeah. Of it. yeah. Yep, yep. People need to, people need to learn the, the, the definition of the word arbitrary. And when you apply the word arbitrary mm-hmm. to your life, your skin color is arbitrary. Yep. If people would just basically see, this is the thing and where it gets a, a little frustrating is because biology takes this conversation, the race conversation Simple biology makes a race conversation an entire waste of time. When you find out and you just look up the word race and you see that the word race simply has no inherent biological meaning, I, I, it's perplexing that it's right there in your definition. Right? And we, we talk about these things like it's like the, the merit of it is, is it has no merit. Your skin color has no merit. Say whatever you're going to say. You, we have that's like the First Amendment. Say whatever you're going to say. You can whatever the repercussions of whatever come out of your mouth is a repercussion. But it's sad when people have to think about that, and it's arbitrary. You had no choice in your skin color. No one chose other than the people that can 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Other uh-huh. people that go spray it on, you don't get to choose your skin color, your pigmentation. And the other part to this is the idea that people, white people, don't have melanin. People need to stop saying these things. People need to study more and opinionate less. Get some facts under your belt. Yep. Everyone has melanin. All of us have melanin. Without melanin, you don't exist. You don't live. <laughs> so true. stop promoting the idea that you're special or that you have some connection to I'm the planet special. that's deeper than someone else because you have melanin. It's ridiculous. It is. It, Aisha, it doesn't pointed, make scientific sense. You pointed that out last week, too. We're all just we're a all shades, just shades of brown. Of brown. Right. I interrupted, Bob. What do you think? No, I was just going to say, if you, if you look up the, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, Rahim and Abdul are, are, are kind of, uh, they're kind of uh, referring to this. All race is, and this is the definition, you can look it up, it's, it's just the arbitrary there's that word again, sorting of people by yep. skin color. Yep. It's the same thing as if you were to sort people by eye color. Right. Yep. And, and the guys are right. It's it's totally meaningless. And, and and as, you know, I know, again, I can't, even though, you know, I'm mixed, you know, black, white, and Native American, but, you know, I pass as a black person in America, right, because of my highly melanated self. But for us... Right. So when I'm talking about, you know, for black folks here, if you know what the game is, why are you playing it? If, all, you know, right. again, you have all of these people within this quote unquote social justice movement who are like, oh, everything, you know, and again, with clips like this, because Frederick Douglass, they are the, I mean, it's the thing that, that enlightened me, right? right? Where I was like, wait a second. A lot of the things that they're saying are true. Right. That there is a plan and a plot against you. Right. That if if now that you are free, uh, now you either have to be round up or strung up or whatever it is or put down like a rabid dog in the minds of some people. Right. If I know that is the plan, that that's the game. Why am I playing into it? Well, the the answer to your question, Asia, is hang on, guys, is is it's uh, there's a lot of money in it. Right. There's a lot of race hustlers out there. Go, Go ahead, guys. I'm sorry. There's, well, there's a well, little no, bit of- freedom, freedom of choice, right? You have the choice. This is where we're running into the issue, is if we've identified that a game is being played, the first step in the game that they played was to give us an identity. The identity that they gave us was black, Hispanic. No, Any of these things that come from their system of labeling, we didn't call our Black was an insult when Frederick Douglass was alive. Mm-hmm. It was an insult to be called black. He would not want to be. You would get into a fight with someone if you identify somebody as being black. It was a. It wasn't a good fit. It wasn't until Jesse Jackson in this progressive movement in the sixties, seventies, and eighties. I'm black and I'm proud. Right. Until this was beat into our head. Black liberation so theology. The game playing the game is using their identification system now colloquially in conversation and passing. Yeah, you're the black guy, yep. which is still a poor description because that doesn't tell you much. Right. right. So right. what we're saying, the game, even playing there, even I don't identify as black. I identify as Raheem. Amen. Then you can ask me my nationality. Then I'll right. tell you I'm American. Then if you say, well, where are your ancestors from? I'll tell you my grandmother was born in Venezuela and my mother was comes from Puerto Rico. On the mater- I'll explain to you. But I will walk you through that. I'm never going to opt out and just t- 
because what comes with the identity is all of the gripes. And it does. And it's like, okay. just be American. But yes, we're going to head to break. When we come back, Raheem, I do. I want you to tell us all real quick, shortly, you know, all about you, how we can get a hold of you and what should our listeners be listening to listeners at Urban here. Conservative. We'll be right back on Next Steps with Peter and Aisha on 1040 WYSL. Rock on Harley Davidson and Rock on Power Sports, West Henrietta Road. Shop the greatest selection of legendary Harleys and save big on a wide array of used bikes. And Rock on Power Sports has rides from Honda, Kawasaki, and Yamaha. Rock on has a helpful staff to save you big money. The Rock on Service Department has expert technicians and a great supply of parts to get and keep you on two wheels. WYSL listeners get $500 off used motorcycles while supplies last. Rock On has side-by-sides, ATVs, and jet boats, too. Anything that's fun and goes fast. On and off-road and on the water, shop the all-new Rock On first. Rock On Harley-Davidson and Rock On Motorsports, 2600 West Henrietta Road. Open Tuesday through Saturday. Call 424-2120. Visit rockonharleydavidson.com. Western New York, sealing and paving, installing new driveways and parking lots. Seal coating, too. Want a fresh new driveway or parking lot installed? Call 247-8466. For a limited time, get 0% financing for 18 months for qualified buyers. Serving Monroe, Livingston, and Ontario counties. WNYPave.com. Seal coating, paving, plus concrete sidewalks and patios. Call 247-8466 or visit WNYPave.com. Western New York, sealing and paving. Make your asphalt great again. If you are dealing with chronic pain, Dr. Sharak Patel is now available in the Southern Tier. Serving Noyes, Jones, and St. James Hospitals, Dr. Patel is an experienced pain management specialist. He offers steroid injections and many other procedures and has a special interest in the lumbar and cervical spine. Don't let chronic pain impact your quality of life. Ask your doctor for a referral or call 585-243-0150. Next Steps with Peter Vasquez and Aisha Kreutz on the WYSL station. All right. Welcome back to the Next Steps show. Raheem, Adu, guys, you know, you guys, like I said, you're dynamic. Listen, how can we, how can our listeners uh, learn more about you? I mean, how do they listen to the Urban Conservative show? Well, we're on all podcast apps, everything, everywhere you listen to podcasts, just type in the Urban Conservative. Um, our website, tuconservative.com, we're on all social media. Follow us. And the interesting thing about Urban, what that means is, is the play on words. Uh, urban means understanding reality beyond all narratives. That's what we seek to do. We seek to look beyond the narratives that are given to us and look at what things objectively are and how they are and then adjust according to the to facts that we're presented with. So um, we like to have fun on the show. Um, we like to cover serious subject matter. We interview a lot of candidates, conservative Republicans, whoever will come on the platform. Um, and it's just been a really, really amazing uh, experience doing the, doing the shows and building the Absolutely. business. Shout out to all of our business partners out in North Carolina yep. and here in New York. And, and uh, yeah, that's how you can check us out. And we thank you guys for the opportunity to come on the show. And that's urbanconservative.com for the website, right? She is in Tom. You is in Umbrella. 
conservative. TUConservative.com is the website. All right. Thank you guys very, you. very, very much. Oh, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank we you. loved having you. Hopefully we'll have to have you back again. Oh, we'll absolutely have them um, gone. Listeners, that was Raheem and Adu, and I think now we're going into a very special part of our show. And now you are listening to Free Soup with the extraordinary machine, Aisha Kreitz. So atheism, uh, we did some uh, Muslim and Christian, you know, uh, they say the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the masses he didn't exist. If the devil doesn't exist, then for what reason would man need God, right? If, if there is no objective evil, then there's no objective good. To come to the decision to declare yourself an atheist, one has to have a lot of faith, a lot more faith in believing in his creator who has signs pointing to himself everywhere. What advantage in the world might one have in making this decision, accepting the death and all the hell that comes with it instead of suffering the criticism of other godless, creepy, crawly creatures over one's supposed superstition belief in the sky god is the essence of rebellion in the name of flesh. When man declares himself the greatest being ever created, he declares himself a god. Yet the decision they make uh, matters not a whit to the eternal. There are so many that have made that grave decision to decide Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And it fully explains why the world is filled with greedy, gluttony, murder, thievery, pornography, fornication, pedophilia, and all other sorts of ungodly rot. This isn't... It, isn't it funny that people who complain about the most about turning are also turning to God to fix everything? They ignore the fact that government is loaded with people who hate God and would rather that man look to government as their God. Think about this. If everyone in the world renounced Satan instead of Jesus and then followed God's laws, the ungodly traits of man would diminish generation. Excuse me, generation after generation. John 3.16 said, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. It's the greatest deal that any man had received. Some people are like, no thanks. That takes more faith than I can imagine. Atheists do the will of Satan, whether they like him or not. While you cannot have two masters, you can't have one. Free soup is good for the soul, good for logic, good for the... Liberty and good for conversation. I agree because education is foundational. What's our Bible quote for this week? Well, I used John three sixteen. Oh, you included it in your free soup. I did. Because right. I knew we were gonna. We had Rahim and Adula, and I knew we were gonna be low. You know, for God so loved the world. I mean, you don't get anything. It's just so basic, but it is the foundation of everything that we do. And you know what? I just wanted to say, my husband has his uh, new book is almost written. If nobody's ever heard of Untamed Fury, that's the first book, but he's almost done writing the second one. I can't wait. I can't wait to read it. Friends, listeners, if you want to share your comments on our show, if you want to advertise on our show, just feel free to send me an email at Peter at nextstepshow.com and visit our website 
at nextstepshow.com. And if you want to hear our podcast, where do they go? WYSL1040.com, podcast page. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Another great show coming up next weekend. See you next time.